I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, you know the rule on this show. If you have to declare it, you're not it. If you have to declare you're the leader, you're not the leader. Uh, like with my children, when they declare they're an adult now, it's usually because they're about to do something very childish. But we found something today that we don't have to declare ourselves because someone else is declaring it for us. Uh, Forbes magazine is declaring Utah number one. And uh, to help us break that down, our good friend Katie McKellar from Deseret.com is joining us on the line. Katie, how are you today? Do we lose Katie? You there, Katie? Yeah, can there, you hear me? I'm good. There we go. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries, no worries. So Forbes magazine uh, ranked Utah at the top of the nation in what? GDP growth. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one more to is that that's one more notch in our bet, belt. Uh, as as Forbes breaks that down, and I know you have a piece on Deseret.com uh, about this. Uh, what does that mean, especially in the midst of a pandemic? That means Utah's economy is continuing to boom as it has been for 20 years and even despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, And so as you uh, broke that down and looked at the uh, the Forbes study, uh, obviously Utah has uh, been at the top of the charts there for for quite a while in recent decades. Uh, We keep in that number one spot. Uh, But what are some of the underlying factors or what are some of the unique components that is allowing Utah uh, to continue to lead the nation GDP? I think it goes back to the state's growth and uh, the, its ability to, uh, you know, Utah leaders, the way they manage the economy. Um, Forbes specifically points out how Utah's economic growth has been outstanding, not just in the past year, the past five years, past 10 years, but all the way back in the 20, into 20 years. So, um, you know, even though it was only number two in uh, the list, for five-year GDP growth um, behind only Washington. Um, So Utah's GDP grew by an excellent 19.1% is what Forbes reported. And Washington's was up 21.9%. What pushed Utah into that number one spot is that consistent growth over the past 20 years. Uh, Fascinating. And as Utah's economy bounced back, uh, from the pandemic faster than than anywhere else in the country, really. Uh, I know there was reporting back in March uh, from Deseret News uh, 
uh, about some of the things that impacted that, both in terms of uh, how we're we're funding things, what we're funding, and uh, kind of what we're doing in terms of taxes. Yeah, as I reported back in March, Utah was the only state um, in the country that gave a huge boost to education dollars as well as funded a tax credit. Um, When I talked to legislative leaders and the governor back in March for that story, they also talked about how, you know, everyone entered um, the COVID-19 pandemic in this scramble, really worried about the economy. Utah really tightened its belt, did some budget cuts. Um, And then as it turned out, coming out of the pandemic, um, legislative leaders talked about how Utah was in an enviable position compared to other states. They felt that they did really well with their budget and they were frugal. But also they credited what they called a balanced approach with the economy and COVID-19, you know, not not shutting down things completely, um, prioritizing things, uh, opening things up as soon as they could. Um, but also trying to have that balanced approach. Um, and so while some, you know, some Democrats have uh, criticized that approach, um, uh, we're, we are seeing impact on the, the economy here in Utah. It's continuing to soar. If you're just joining us, we have Katie McKellar on the line from Deseret News, Deseret.com. And a piece out today, uh, excuse me, a recent piece out uh, and a study from Forbes that had uh, Utah at the top of the charts in terms of GDP in the country, uh, really leading out to coming out of the pandemic. Uh, Katie, as, as you continue to do your reporting, as you continue, continue to act uh, and interact with, uh, with lawmakers and those in the governor's economic uh, space, uh, what are some of the things that you see on the horizon or what are you tracking in terms of how does this positive report, this these positive accolades, how is that going to impact businesses looking to re- relocate to Utah? What does it mean for Utah residents? Uh, what are some of the things that are on the horizon? Yeah, I think a big thing on the horizon, I'm working on a story today, uh, just yesterday, the um, state state officials approves a plan for the point of the mountain development. I think that's uh, an indication that Utah is continuing to grow, and there's some huge things planned for the future. Um, the point of the mountain, which is the site of the current Utah State Prison, which is about to relocate to its new home in Salt Lake City, um, there's about 600 to 700 acres of land out there that's going to be developed, and it's looking like it's going to be one of the biggest projects in Utah's history. Um, And so there's a lot of exciting things planned. They're looking at as a way to attract really high quality uh, businesses to Utah, some some jobs and make that, um, you know, a a city in itself in in that land where it'll have everything people will need. They shouldn't have to leave is the way it's being envisioned um, to do things like entertainment and work. and so I think it's showing there's there's a lot of um, vision for Utah's future. They want to continue this growth. and um, But I think we also see some challenges with that. We're seeing our housing market yeah. is going crazy um, with growth. There are growing pains. And, it's, it's you know, it's getting more expensive to live in Utah. So, you know, although I, our economy soars, there are some huge challenges uh, legislative leaders and state leaders are going to have to grapple with into the future. All right. And we will continue to follow Katie because she always has the inside track there as it relates to things here in the state of Utah. Katie, always appreciate your writing on Deseret.com, Deseret News. 
And uh, if you happen to miss the uh, pod, the uh, episode yesterday, we had uh, Alan Matheson, who is the executive director of The Point, uh, the development out there at the old prison site. Uh, there's a lot to, to be digested there and a lot of interesting things on the horizon in really a once-in-a-generation uh, opportunity for growth there in the state of Utah. Katie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to share with you something that is a cure-all. You want to find out what that is? Coming up next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.